on last week's Irrevelations. I want to talk about these spies some more, because I don't know if I've ever seen a more worthless batch of idiots. The internet hacker known as A-Chan. They're mutilating their own penises. I'm like, God we are dealing with some hardcore motherfuckers. Horns, nonstop, toot, 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 loot. I don't know what kind of songs they had. So basically he's like, and by the way, Jericho will never exist ever again. About 20,000 people live there right now, but yeah, okay. I love the idea of Joshua getting angry, like, hey guys, what the f***? How dare you trick us? Before we could slaughter your women and children. Like a hot sword through a child. We, we don't want their kind ruining the neighborhood. Except for that one really cute prostitute. The fact that we're alive today is based on, not on your mercy or your grace, but the fact that you're easily duped. Before we turn to the word... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Woman helps man down from Orlando overpass with Lincoln Park lyric. Did you hear about this one? Yeah. I mean, this is, it's yeah, it's, I did. it's later to Orlando. But uh, there was a gentleman sitting on the bridge, and he looks like he's going to jump. Woman's driving down this highway, sees a guy on the bridge, and she's like, I stopped because it looked like he needed somebody. And I managed to get him off the bridge. She did so by quoting the song One More Light by Linkin Park. What's the, what, what's the verse? Uh, who cares if one more light goes out in a sky of a billion stars? I do, Satani told the man. One person cares. And I don't know if that clicked with him, but he just cried. Ta- do you believe her? Talk about the fucking irony. I mean, Linkin Park drives people to suicide. doesn't go the other way around. I don't know. They've been very wholesome. In the wake of Chester's suicide. Is that a new line? I mean, because it drove... uh, Chester Bennington was plagued with mental illness and took his life in July 2017. So obviously his music didn't help him. Yeah. What is it about uh, the clown? uh, Pagliato or some shit? Pagliato. Yeah, Pagliucci. Yeah, you got it. He's like, uh, like, hey... He's like, hey, you big, stupid Italian man, go see that big, dumb Italian clown. And he's like, I am the big, dumb Italian clown. Well, case on counter, you know, whatever. You got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I think Chester just was Pagliucci. (laughs) I I don't care how many different words you say it. I laugh every time. What's the meme? I I lead others to a treasure I cannot possess. (laughs) Genuine happiness and desire to live. Uh, Funny. I mean, here's the thing. What What song do you quote when you got Suicide Guy on the Bridge? I mean, that's a good question. I feel like uh, anything... Papa Roach, Last Resort. <laughs> that's a good one. I'd probably... Uh, I don't know, anything by Randy Newman. Ooh, oh, okay. That'll, that'll pull you right off there. That, that'll drag you back into reality, I feel like. As much yeah. as Randy Newman is like a total fucking, like, jag-off. <laughs> like I, like, I, I don't Randy know. Newman, yeah. I hate Randy Newman. Yeah, jeez. But as much, as much as I hate him, like... 
nothing grounds you like his music. Right. Like, in, to the extent that, like, you literally, like, I can't imagine wanting to do anything as romantic and awesome as suicide while listening to his music. <laughs> It would just take the wind out of my suicides. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think I feel like Lincoln Park would like drive me to. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Lincoln Park would make me do because I feel like if I was every time I listen to Lincoln Park, I just think, God damn, I was a fucking chunch as a teenager. Dude, and you I just feel know. such concentrated cringe that I'd I'd fucking make the jump. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lincoln Park. You you commit suicide when you don't have Lincoln Park to listen to because your girlfriend broke up with you, like. Mm. You need this. You need cry music. Be, things that make us sad angsty, don't make us commit suicide. New metal to get me through. The yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Honestly, you're going through some tough shit. Just double down. Bite the bite the sad bullet. Could take you somewhere. Very true. Uh, unironically, do you know what I would sing? Okay. Is any anything that Jack Black wrote in School of Rock? Yeah, it's pretty upbeat. I, don't I know. mean, I can't imagine walking out of School of Rock. And not just being like, all right, fuck yeah, I'm going to touch these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I maybe know, I maybe I'm a callous asshole. I just can't imagine stopping for anyone's suicide. I wouldn't say I'm pro-suicide. I'm definitely pro... You're not I, that girl. I, I, I'm not definitely the... pro making it to my destination on time, though. I definitely, definitely, sure, <laughs> sure. Like I, I remember we had a... Um, I don't know. When I was an EMT, we had a suicide attempt. The same fucking guy. I mean, it's one of those things that just makes you sick of them. Is that we had a guy who like hung on an overpass on 408 yeah. and was like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. And like a couple of engines came up underneath him so that they could catch him and stuff. I'm just like, fucking let him do it. And they're like, hold on. They had like this this um, this SUV with lights on, like a cop SUV, like blaring up the road. Be like, we found the guy's mother. He's going to go in there and talk to him. I'm like, baby, this ain't uh, worth it. I'm just like, God, all this, all this, too much. Just do it. I think suicide should be just uh, regulated. Just have it where you go into a place and they inject you and it's clean. There's no mess. Yeah, I would think know? that if One Blood or uh, the Salvation, uh, what is it, the Red, um, what's that other, what's that other blood donor place? Uh, blood Drive people. Yeah, whatever. If the Blood Drive people had two bank. chairs, one for donating blood, one for donating everything, the whole thing put my head on the fucking block fucking chop it out with the guillotine keep all the organs nice and fresh just same day service yeah i'd have no problem do you see you see there's the potential for corruption when rich guy's kid needs some eyeballs and you're like i like that guy's eyeballs hey i'll pay your family a cool million if you go donate this. That's just capitalism, you know? baby. I'm down for it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I am too, but I'm just saying, yeah, think about I'll, it. I'll sign off. I don't give a shit. Like, why, why the there... libtards aren't going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Why Why is there so much a fucking like urge to stick around here? I don't see what's so fucking hot. You know? I mean, I understand how, I understand the um, that there's a need for counseling and mental health relief because normally suicide is done when you're not in a right state of mind, right? However, what is bullshit is when people, like, argue against euthanasia. I hate that. Well, you mean, like if a, someone you mean is, assisted uh, suicide. Yeah. Not, yeah. I feel like euthanasia is like when you put a dog down. I don't think the dog gets a choice, you know? It's the same. Euthanasia. Is that term being used properly? Old people. Yeah. Like, if I euthanize my dad. Yeah. I murdered that guy. That's just... Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if, if you <laughs> euthanize him with a shotgun without his... Consent, guys, guys, I, like. I euthanized him. The law's on my side. You know what? He... Look, you're using the word wrong. That's not euthanasia. That's just murder. No, euthanasia. I, used, I euthanized my cat. You're on the wrong side of history, you punks. 
<laughs> you euthanize your cat because it's dying and it's in pain. Allegedly. Right? If you if you if you have a kitten right. and you hold it underwater in a bucket for to get your fucking dick hard, that's not euthanasia. That's just that's just, that's just euthanasia abuse. with extra steps, all right? If no, I... it's not. It's euthanasia with less steps. <laughs> with, with, it's without all the steps that would make it euthanasia, which is letting the cat grow Honestly, old this is, and get cancer, you know, whatever. And then you have to put it down. I, I, Those are the steps. If I had to, you know, if, if I, I mean, we talked about this before, but if someone's like, yeah, I euthanized that old man down the street, I'd be like, whoa, nice. Everyone's like, yeah, I euthanized a kitten at the river. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's not euthanasia. They're using the word wrong. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think both instances are correct. I just have a moral objection to just the one of those. That's like, that's like if you're like, wow, donating to the needy? Do you mean raping them and filling them with donations of cum? And I'm like, no, that's not donation. That's just rape. You're like, well, they put cum in them. That sounds like <laughs> a donation a freak, to me. Freak <laughs> that's not, Great. that's just... That that's where you're at, though. Uh, all right. Raping someone is a donation in the same way that murdering someone is euthanasia. Okay, uh, are you on the same page? I guess. As me now? I guess we're on the same page. I don't want to get the <laughs> fuck off this page. <laughs> well, uh, it's but, not like the Bible is going to be any respite from this terror <laughs> today. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly. We'll, we'll we'll get into we'll get into uh, loose definitions of euthanasia later today. I guess. <laughs> Not euthanasia. Uh, not. All right, I think I, I think I think it depends. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the tool matters. I, like I don't know if I was like, like I was on an overpass once, trying to euthanize people with bricks and shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I chased and I got away, but I still stand by that defense. You know, it's like you know, if I euthanize somebody without their consent, it's still euthanasia. You know? I don't think. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, their parents signed their death certificate the moment they had sex and birthed them. <laughs> I don't think that uh, consent is such a big fucking deal. Quote me on that. I just don't see why that has to change the definition of words, you know? This will bite you. <laughs> I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing a lot in the news lately. You know, Jeffrey Epstein erased, uh, arrested for sex with children. I was like, or sex with young, underaged women. You're, and I was like, boy. We- you're going to be... You're going to be at your trial. Forget Jeffrey Epstein. You're going to be at your trial. And you're going to be like, no, uh, your honor, I swear to you, the sex I had with this three-year-old boy was consensual. I'm always consensual. And then the the fucking attorney on the other side, the DA, is going to like hit play. And it's going to be like, you saying, I don't believe in consent. And they're like, well, not that it matters in this case, but yikes. <laughs> I, was, um, I thought you said sensual sex. <laughs> Um, I was reading about those Jeffrey Epstein cases. Uh, It is kind of an interesting that uh, it happens every now and then. It's always kind of interesting when instead of just saying raped a kid, which I think it definitely is raping a kid uh, compared to uh, sex with underage women. I'm like, well, why why, why are we doing this for them? Why why are we making this double standard? Just fucking call it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, it is weird that they would use that terminology. Like, I'm glad you took us getting, here. Let's go dark. Getting, getting serious for a minute. Uh, I, I mean, suicide's dark, but sex trafficking, trafficking of girls is definitely darker. So for sure. I guess you you win. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to its natural conclusion. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of suicide, you think Jeffrey Epstein's going to do it in jail? I heard he got roughed up a little bit. Yeah. They say that he tried. Do you think he tried, or do you think that it was like a hit job <sighs> gone wrong? I feel like, I mean, I don't fucking know these people, and I've never been part of a secret um, 1% cabalic sex ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) 
But I imagine that what I've usually seen from these rich guys, unless they're like connected politically, like this guy is, uh, generally speaking, they seem to hold on to their confidence to the very end. You know, like sure. uh, uh, who's that uh, Ponzi scheme guy, Madoff? Yeah, Bernie. like yeah. Even as they were like locking him, he's like, "Fuck you guys, it's fine, whatever. Send me to my rich guy jail. I don't give a shit." You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so generally speaking, you kind of see this sort of like a smugness. I mean, look at fucking R. Kelly. He's like, "Yeah, fucking come at me, bro. I'll write another album." But yeah, I'll uh, fucking pee on your dog. Yeah, I don't give a shit. F- line him up. <sighs> uh, isn't that something he did actually? Not to, not to just bounce around today, but didn't R. Kelly like hit on a woman? Outside, like a fourteen-year-old outside of the courtroom, from when he was defending himself against that first kid rape. I mean, if he did, I'm not an advocate of the man, but respect. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? I I, I can admit that what a guy did is a piece of shit, but I gotta, I gotta sort of give props to the confidence and the consistency. Yeah, game recognized game. You know, like uh, I, I gotta say, I go for bold. You know, it's like. uh, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like when those like uh, people get out of jail and they carjack as they're in the in the parking lot of the prison. You're like, well, fuck, man. I'm, you know, keep on trucking. You know, I mean, at least the, at least the man can't keep you down. You know? Yeah, at least he's not a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and I'll never change. You know, they're like, hey, what a it's, fucking it's American true. hero for sticking to his principles. Uh, Love those guys. Uh, the dream. Are we ever going to talk about anything good? Well, the guy, well we're just going. No. You want to get into the Bible? Ever? <laughs> I was just going to say, talking of repeat offenders, <laughs> when is it that you have raped and pillaged and destroyed and burnt to the ground two cities and you're like, this just, I just haven't got that itch yet. I'm still trying to scratch that itch I, to rape and pillage I and wonder, burn more. I mean, I've never committed arson at a construction site. As much as I've always wanted to. Uh, you're lucky you're not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always fantasized about it. You ever see like a half-built house and you're like, God damn, it would be so sexy just to light that bitch on fire. I imagine that's what like uh, Joshua and these Israelites feel like. You know, like I, I, bet, I bet watching a city burn to the ground gives you a pretty rock-hard boner, you know? Yeah, they got rid of all their blue so balls. So I kind of wonder if you ever do get over it. You know, it's like a serial killer. Like once you've had your taste, I bet, I bet, I bet once they watched Jericho burn and all the women and children who had just been crippled start to scream yeah. before the carbon monoxide got them, I bet there was yeah. some like, oh, I could do this forever. I think you guys, yeah, yeah. and will mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for well, all time. Yeah. There's gonna be a brief gap, to but we'll pick it up again day. to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bad. Uh, so that's the Bible. Yeah. I mean, if you're still done. sticking around after that, I think, I think God damn. Uh, we're the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Deluski. And I'm Grant Voiced, and you're listening to the only podcast out there that reads the Bible specifically so that you don't have to. We don't want you to read along with us. We don't want you to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to, like, have any sort of an extracurricular Bible presence other than us. We're... The one and only. And uh, you're listening to episode number 46. And we don't want you to plug us or tell your friends or support us in any way, shape. Wait, wait. (laughs) I'm just assuming. I'm assuming that's the general instruction. That's kind of how it's gone thus far anyway. Yeah. And we don't have a Patreon, but you can just Venmo us money. I mean, we told you let's be names. honest. Even coming from us, I'm, I I look at the metrics. People listen to the show, and I'm confused every single day. I always wonder who could the fucking niche market be who listens to this shit. Of yeah. people who like us 
want to know what's in the Bible while also shitting on it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a niche brand we're going for here. We're special. Is that what you? Is that what you always <laughs> want? That. You're, 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 we're 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 a chosen people. So yeah. yeah. So Joshua ten, chapter ten. Ready to get into the, the big, the big. Uh, this is a big day for Israelites, right? Right. A long day, in fact. It's going to be so. It's important to note that in the last chapter, uh, the Gibeonites had tricked themselves into slavery. As yeah. a last ditch, kind of the opposite of uh, the ending of Black Panther. You know, they're like, you know, it's better than death, servitude. You guys, I think this is a solid plan. I think being a slave is a much better give. Give me a give me death or give me freedom. I guess I don't know. Wait, what? That <laughs> no. no, no. death or free death or give me, give me give slavery. Me, uh, give me slavery give me, or give me death. Yeah. Give me, give me your buckets of water to carry and point me at some trees to cut right. down, is what they essentially right, said. Right, right, right. Because that's what they're doing to this day. If you go to Gibeon, it's just a bunch of people carrying around water and cutting down trees, because mm-hmm. that's all the Israelites let them do mm-hmm, 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 to this mm-hmm. day. I think there is a very famous uh, quote, um, those who would sacrifice liberty for safety uh, will get safety. Serve neither. Yeah, will get safety. Oh. Oh, they get safety. <laughs> we'll definitely get safety. You know. So, uh, but yeah. So the Gibeonites sold themselves through trickery. Like Joshua was like, "Damn it! I fucking oh, I was so ready to cut your heads off, but I guess you'll just exist as slaves." You know, you know something. Since we, I wasn't going to talk about the Gibeonites, but since you brought it up, something I thought about with them uh-huh. uh, over the past few days is that. They're forced to just carry water and cut down trees, but isn't that all that there was to do anyway? <laughs> that's like yeah, that's like if you right. captured some people today and you're like, and you're all gonna go into, you're gonna found startups, <laughs> IT consultants. Like, all right, it's like oh, like you just capture a bunch yeah. of people. Okay, I want you guys to be Instagram influencers and stand in front of, <laughs> stand out front of buildings and take photos of yourselves. You're like, fuck. All right. It's like yeah, that's a pretty good job. You guys are I getting guess. paid. Like, <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's our Gibeonites. They're captured. Jericho has been destroyed. I has been destroyed. But guess what? Still a lot of cities. A lot of a lot of breathing children around that shouldn't be. I imagine anymore. Joshua tosses and turns at this time. Tosses and turns every night, sleepless. I mean, it doesn't say anything about him having a wife or kids. So no, um, doesn't. And that probably is another. I mean, to, to justify Joshua, he was always kind of like a zealot maniac. Yeah. And a loner. And kind of a cultist, yeah. and I think as we kind of get into this episode, you kind of kind of see like that's not a you know, I mean, was it like true detective quote like after a certain age, not having a family is a bad thing for a dude, you know? Like I think Joshua is one of those guys that really needs something to do at home because the way he's spending his nights tossing and turning, just blue balls for days, thinking about all the people he's got to kill, I don't I don't yeah. think it's healthy. I don't think it's a good look. I see him as like an an Ed Kemper type, right? <laughs> okay, he's not one of those. He's not one of those like hidden happy family type serial killers. Right. He's just like the big, nasty, creepy guy that ends up taking off his mom's head and fucking her mouth. Uh, yeah, like you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with no further ado, what's happening? What's happening in Canaan today? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I had fallen, right? They did the whole little trickery thing where they flanked him out and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You were there. An ambush is great. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically you've got a bunch of kings around, specifically Ad- Adonai Zedek. King of Jerusalem. You may have heard of it. It's a little city in Israel to this day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's seeing all this happen and is a little worried. Um, but yeah, so Adam Zedek sees all the destruction, but I think kind of more importantly, and this is kind of, I don't know, the Bible's going to make a stretch on the, the, the divinity of it. But one of the key facets is that Gibeon has made peace with Israel and were among them. And to kind of put this in perspective, Gibeon's not a fucking, like, tiny town. This is, like, a major city. So yeah. it, it, it'd be like if you're, like, prepping for a fight, and you're like, hey, did you hear some shitheads coming to town and beat up everybody? Don't worry, we got Mike Tyson on our side. And, like, the next day you see Mike Tyson and them at dinner. Like, the fu- is he their friend now? It's No, you totally fucked up this, this metaphor. <laughs> it's like if you're, like, getting ready for the fight, and you're like, it's all right, we got Cassius Clay. And they're like, oh, you mean Muhammad Ali? <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I didn't know you were going to go that way with it, but fine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're just like, shit, if that guy fucking pussied out and bowed to them, these guys must be super duper dangerous, and he's dangerous on their side. Like, we really got to do something about it. So, um, Adani Zedek, the king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jarmuth, J- yeah, we care. Jophia, king of Lachish, and Deber, <laughs> king of Eglon. Eglon, whatever, and said, okay, guys, before we fight these Jews, we better kill Gibeon as well, just because, like, they're they're strong enough as it is. We don't need them allying with people. Let's destroy Gibeon. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, right? Like, take down the traitor. That's what you would do. That's mob justice. Right, 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 right. You don't just, um, you know, take on the mainland. you got to take a couple of islands before you drop some nukes. Well, that, I think, and you send a message. Like, hey, if you team up with the Israelites, we're going to... You know, we're gonna fuck, we're gonna you, fuck up. you up. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, and really fuck Gibeon. Right, I hate right, him. right. It's like it's like if you're like the Axis powers, you know, and you're gonna destroy all of Europe, you're gonna take France first. You're just gonna take them out of the fight before you like start moving on to the tougher characters. Sure. <laughs> anyway, that's your first stop. <laughs> that's, your, <laughs> that's the first place you stop. Uh, so anyway, Gibeon sees this five king army coming their way, and I mean the fucking balls on Gideon. Like already you tricked them into servitude, and now you're being like, "Hey, Joshua, do you see we're being attacked? Would you guys forsake your servants? I know you wanted us dead in the first place, and I know technically you just agreed that you would spare us and didn't necessarily agree that you would protect us, but you're gonna protect us, right? You know, like, yeah, fucking shit. All right." I mean, once technically, once you adopt a child, it's your responsibility that that child doesn't get eaten by wolves, <laughs> or the court will have problems. Like I only adopted this shitty kid because he was going to tell everyone that I touched him, and now he's <laughs> okay. sitting here starting fights on the <laughs> playground, and I got to go beat up the other kids. <laughs> I don't try to understand that's, this. So the reason you adopt <laughs> kids is so that they'll accuse you of being a pedophile. I don't. To stop them, right. to stop the act. All right. I don't know. We're just going to move on. I've never, um, I've never so, adopted a kid. So God tells Joshua, like, don't worry. I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before. We've heard, we've heard this before. Yeah, basically I fall asleep at that part because it's like, man, it's not even going to be a sweet battle and no um, Israelites are going to die. I, the significance of this and what my Bible tries to state is that, um, I'll, I'll just quote from directly from the concordance. These Why verses not? describe the occasion for Israel's next village, uh, sorry, next victory, according to God's mysterious providence by Israel's sin. So, so basically, what my Bible states is that yes, Gibeon tricked them and was like, "Ha ha ha, we're your slaves now." Jokes on you, assholes. 
Um, which then in the chain of uh, events caused all these armies to try to attack Gibeon. And yeah. so kind of like God was like, yeah, technically Gibeon tricked you, but I only let them trick you because I knew that it would then cause this event where all these kingdoms would leave their homes to come into an open plain to attack us instead of sitting around in their fortified villages. Yeah, five birds, one stone. Right, 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 right. It does make sense. I mean, it doesn't Like, oh, all, this is divine. I, I, I meant for them to do that, you know? In, in a weird Bible way, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Joshua marched all night to get from Gilgal to Gibeon. That's how you get your soldiers ready for a battle. Yeah, march them uh, nice. uh, march straight through the night. Uh, my Bible states that this is another measure of walking by faith. Because probably one of the dumbest things you can do right before battle is run at night up a mountain yeah. to meet yeah. a fortified enemy at a higher point, you know. But it's not that big of a deal when it says here, the Lord hurled large hailstones down at the end. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, uh, just and, and in fact, more of them were killed by those hailstones than would eventually be killed by swords. So fun, fun fact. Fun fact, yeah. God's like, no, no, God I is... get my hands dirty. I don't give a fuck. God did a, what we call, put the team on his back. Right. Um, yeah. There's a couple of things. So the Lord routed them before Israel and killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon. Uh, my Bible states this is a divine version of panic. You know, that it was okay. kind of like a, he just, he, he created divine panic in their hearts. Um, oh, do you know what that's called? Deimos. <laughs> it's called, uh, yeah, yeah, it's actually called Phobos. Right. Uh, whatever. We don't have to get into it. Uh, sure. But um, apparently the march from Gilgal to Gibeon is 15 to 20 miles, depending on where they were camped, and an elevation increase of 3,000 feet. So that's no fucking joke. It's like a... I mean, 3,000 feet's not a lot. Uh, it's not tiny, but yeah, it's not bad. I mean, whatever. It's not Everest. It's a, it's a fucking... You can do it in a night. I, I've hiked it. <laughs> I hiked up a three thousand foot. Did you fight a bunch of dudes did. afterwards? Was that? I had a gun. I know <laughs> I really was, that's but I didn't shoot shit. any deer. Uh, that's so. the same thing. Um, so yeah, as they were fleeing, they got hit by hailstorms. They all died, uh, which is great. Um, and then we get into some mystical bullshit. So Joshua sees the destruction of these people. And he stands in the sight of Israel and says, Sun, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Hyalon, or whatever. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Did you have any idea that it was that fucking easy to just stop the sun? Uh, you just gotta go out there. Gonna, I think no one ever tried. Just, no just one ever tried before enough? that. I don't know. I've, I'll be honest with you. I have never tried to yell at the sun to stop. But uh, I, I have seen I a lot of hobos guys tonight. screaming at it, and I've never seen it happen, so I just assume it's not working, you know? The spirit of they Joshua. They probably weren't yelling the right words. Um, so he said that as is, as it is written in the book of Jashar. Did you read up on that? Uh, is this not written in the book of Jasher? I, yeah, Jashar, Jasher. Um, so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Uh, no, I don't know what the fuck the Book of Jasher is. I mean, I, I don't even really care, because they mention that shit all the time. The Book of the Lord, the Book of Moses, the Book of Jasher. They, they, yeah, half the time, they never even like mention them the, again, you know? It's basically, and we had talked about it way back, it's it's one of those lost books that probably was an older 
manuscript that some of this other stuff ended up being based on. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, even Moses had the Book of the War and, like, the fucking Book of Moses and, like, the Book of Laws. There's so many fucking books. I don't know. I'm assuming these guys had diaries all day long. Uh, I find it interesting that my Bible is trying to sort of defend the idea that the sun could stand still. Like, it's such a far-off fucking crazy, and then God stopped the sun. Okay. And it's like, people have said that if the sun were to stop for a whole day, the Earth would have baked into a million degrees, or that the Earth's axis would have been tilted, or the magnetic waves would have been destroyed, but those people just don't understand. God's all-powerful. He could have done it if he wanted to. The hilarious part is that yeah, it's written by people that had a non-heliocentric model of the universe. Right, yeah. like the fucking Or of... You know, heli- okay, heliocentric, and then later we moved even past that. But their idea is that the sun stopped, not that the Earth stopped spinning. Oh, yeah, or like the Earth's act. So, so the idea that you're trying to be like, yeah, well, technically, if the Earth just lost one day, and then we compared it to astrotip, like, these people don't fucking know what the fuck you're talking about. That wasn't a consideration. No, Why the fuck are we bringing it up, you know? Yeah, it's so obvious that there's no- <laughs> The idea that you're trying to say, okay, well, yeah, maybe the Earth could have stood still if the sun had been kind of changed, the Earth's rotation, blah, 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 or like maybe maybe God just tilted the Earth's axis so Jerusalem was temporarily at the equator or something. Why? Why, why spend the time? It's bullshit. Like, why, why? Yeah. It's either yeah. all magic or none of it is. Why? why? I, mean, like, you know? I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, to try and science this one is silly. Uh, but sure enough, hold on, I, I, I got the last one. The last one is uh, uh, local refraction of you know that it could have been just a refraction of light or some shit or like a uh, what is it like swamp gas. But um, it has oh also been suggested that the sun only appeared to stop because the Israelites were able to accomplish in one day's worth of revenge what they might have been expected to accomplish in two. So they might have just been like, hey, this was really quick. I thought this revenge would take two whole days. Sun's still up. Must have been up there. And then magic. The, they totally leave out the point that Hale did most of the murder. Yeah. So it's oh, like, great. of course they did it in half the time. Just some just some mop-up work, you know? I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's like, imagine like those Kosovo mass graves. You get that first volley of uh, bullets from the AKs, and then you got to go there with the bayonets and finish the job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, <laughs> I, yeah. so it, it does. It does stand still, right? And it says here, oh, you know what? It did stop, and it. Uh, there's never been a day like it before. That was the first time that ever happened. Yeah, so don't check oh, your no solar maps or your, uh, you know, any evidence of like dates for uh, like meteor showers, or whatever. Just, just understand. Yeah. And it says here, surely the Lord is fighting for Israel, as we can see. So, uh, yeah, cool. The Bible's explanation of this is that by taking Gibeon, those five armies went out to their death. And as they were escaping, Israel got the upper hand and, and was able to crush them far more easier than if they were trying to siege these five cities. You know, like, oh, you're all here at once. Um, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing here, I believe DMX said it better that he loves when they bring their whole crew. It's just a bigger piece of cake for him to chew a hole through. <laughs> So in in a Good. sense, the fact that they all showed up all at once, they're just they're just great. Okay, I thought I was gonna have to follow you guys home and make a whole week of it, but it looks like I can do it all in one trip. Yeah. Do you think Joshua was just a precursor to DMX? Uh, probably, or maybe these people yeah. are like a precursor to Walmart. You know, <laughs> one stop shopping. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 
the five kings uh, obviously escaped with their lives, and they fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. Sounds like a dumb place to hide um, inside of a cave. Anyway, so as they're rooting through the villages looking for these kings, they find them in the cave. And Joshua, not a stupid man, says, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. Um, and that way we'll just know that they're there. Keep them steady. And then let's pursue all their friends and family that they left until we and then attack them. Hell yeah. It's a pretty good idea. Um, that's what we should have done with Al-Qaeda. If we knew, <laughs> if we knew what we, we knew it was good for us. If we weren't handcuffing yeah. the generals and tying their hands behind their back, you know. We didn't need drones. We just need big-ass rocks. You close up the cave. Right. What's the problem with right. that? Yeah. That's what I would have done to Sadab. I would have found him in that little cave he was in. I would have put a big-ass rock. I've been like, problem solved. Yeah. yeah. He's still in there to this day. Yeah. Don't check on him. It's like, uh, at this point, it's like Schrodinger's box, you know. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so 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 Joshua, leading the Israelites, defeated everyone. Um, a handful of folks got into these fortified cities. And sort of and escaped the, uh, and lived in those cities and, like, holed up. For now. Um, so the whole army returns uh, safely to Joshua at Makeda, and no one uttered a word against the Israelites. Jeez, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder why people are like, fuck, man, that was fucking metal. Where, where are those kings? <laughs> in that cave. We left them in that cave, yeah. He's just holding on to them. He's savoring the moment. We'll come back later, I guess. You're like, oh. So finally, Joshua's murder boner is beginning to stir again, mm-hmm. and he tells the people, all right, go open up the mouths of the caves, bring out the five kings. And of course, when Joshua says something, the people do it. Yeah. So they bring out all five of the kings from Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lashish, and Eglon. And when they had them, he summoned the uh, men of Israel and said to the army commanders, come over here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. Now, this is getting pretty It's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are we doing? Are we, are, like, if I were... If I were these Jews... And we're just sit out there, hang outside. I'm like, so the kings, our enemies are in that cave. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Why don't we just go in there and kill them? I'm like, no, 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 no. Joshua has something planned. And they're like, oh, oh, God. Like, that sounds really fucking yucky, you know? Um, Again, it's about sending a message here. You it know? does. They were, being, they were being mafiosos. He's mafioso. <laughs> That's how you play mafia. Um, <laughs> so Joshua tells them, okay, guys, pay attention. Bring the kings out there. Let us put our feet on their neck. Kind of just show them, listen, we are better than them. Look at these mighty kings. Now we're stepping on their goddamn faces. Yeah. Uh, and this isn't a... At first when I was reading this, I'm like, ooh, they're just going to like crush them by their necks? <laughs> no, no, no. No, this is, just a, this is just like a flex. This is just to make their last sensation the smell of feet. Yeah. Lick my fucking boots, he says. And then what do they do? No big deal. Joshua put the kings to death and exposed their bodies on five poles. This was why I was calling him Vlad the Impaler last week. Oh, um, mine says it hanged them left... on some trees. Oh, I like so. So Joshua them beats them to death and then hangs them on five trees. And then as the sun was going down, Joshua commanded that they be cut down from the trees and yeeted into a fucking cave. <laughs> and then bury them with Back rocks. <laughs> Just ah, chuck those fuckers into the cave. Job done. Let's kick this shit out of these dudes, you know? Yikes. Um, and then uh, I like this. So 
Joshua 10.28, my book titles it Conquest of the Southlands. So now we're beginning the Southern Conquest. Real quick, just because I have an itch that I got to scratch. I was like, wait, is it trees or poles? So I went and looked at the actual Hebrew word, which is etis. And it means all of these. This is, again, this is the problem with the Bible. It can mean tree, wood, timber, stock, plank, stalk, stick, gallow, wood, gallows, firewood, cedar, anything. It can mean fucking anything. (laughs) There's no, like, An area, a place, a thing. It's also a person. (laughs) Anything relative to wood. It could be It doesn't mean it's a... Oh, my God. So who knows what it was. Anyways, continue. So now that the kings of these cities have been destroyed and most of their standing armor has uh, standing army has been decimated in the field all that's left is a little bit of mop up and it's time for uh you know this band of pirates to go and uh clean up their mess uh, yeah sometimes you got to do that sometimes all the like really good disgusting gory parts kind of come to an end and now you got to sort of go around and and i'm trying to think it, yeah. so we're on verse 28 and basically all the way to 40 is going to be just uh, sort of just recursion again and again, one by one. They just they say the exact same shit over and over again. Joshua goes to Libna. They kill every single person inside. They go to Lachish. Yeah. They kill every single person inside. They, People got bored. They did the, you know, they the Bible writers just v. did the story of Jericho. <laughs> Did the story of I, and they're like, all right, can we just, let's we just fucking, we got it. all right, he kills everyone. He kills everyone here, kills he everyone there. He goes to Lachish, he killed everyone there. inside Lachish. He goes to Elglon, he go, killed everyone in there. He killed Hebron, killed everyone in there. Deber, and all these guys, they all died. Everyone died, he killed every single one. Also, as he had done the so it says, it. So it says at this point that Joshua has subdued the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, which is the desert to the mm-hmm. south, western foothills, the mountain slopes, basically everything. Um, uh, he left none remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathe as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. So if you're looking for the smoking gun of who's to blame, if, if we were having like one of those um, uh, Mossad war crime trials, I'd be like, oh, here's yeah. the documentation right now. He ordered those killings. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they threw rocks at us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um so then it says Joshua returned with all of Israel to the camp at Gilgal, which if you've already forgot is where the um, are stacked Something up. to mention in Joshua 10.42, it specifically mentions all these kings and their land Joshua took at one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Um, it's not too important, but it specifically, my Bible specifically states that this is a reference to the fact that in Exodus... God specifically was like, by the way, we're going to take this over time because if we killed everyone all at once, we'd have a real hard time keeping track of all the livestock and riches and booty we're taking, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think we've kind of seen Fair. in like some of the other chapters, like with the issue with, um, God, what was his name? Achan? Where God yeah, yeah, wants a steady trouble. stream of booty and loot so that he can keep an eye on it. Because, you know, when there's that big, massive glut of, of booty and one guy steals one, you're like, oh, fuck, all oh, I'm missing. But God really wants to make sure he keeps every single penny. Like, Yeah, he's definitely got his mind on the booty. I don't I can't. I'm trying to think of an analogy of someone who, like, hoards gold. Uh, I'm thinking of the dragon Smog from The Hobbit. Oh, Smog. smog yeah, yeah, Smog. He's very, very Smog-like. Smog guy. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, exactly good. where I was going I'm the whole I was time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 
All right, that's chapter 10, a lot of murder. Chapter 11, guess what? A lot more a lot murder. more murder. Uh, chapter 11, the Northern Conquest. Yeah, so we did the South. Now, now it's time for the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> so basically, up in the north, uh, Jabin, king of Hazor, hears about all this, Which right? is a common theme. So, like, every single, like, ever since Jericho, the neighboring village is like, have you heard that shit? Like, let's go, let's go fight him. Let's not make any, uh, let's not make any changes to our strategy. Let's go do what we, what the neighbors did. Hell yeah, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he goes out, he talks to Jobab, you know, famous king of Madon. Uh, he Very talks nice. to the kings of Shimron and Akshaphaf and Kenrith and blah, blah, blah. All these, he goes to all the Canaanites that aren't already ca- conquered, basically, for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, and all the kings joined forces and made camp together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. So this is basically the exact same as the last passage where five kings got together, right. except now it's a shitload of kings. And in fact, the Bible says it's a huge army. As numerous as the sands on the seashore, which is obviously not true, but it's kind of I key. mean, you would think people would have learned from Gibeon. Like, hey, guys, yeah. I feel like just joining up forces and waiting to get our asses kicked is not a sound strategy. Honestly, I think these people deserve they, to die for how dumb they're being. It's a good strategy if you actually had an army that was as numerous as the sands on the seashore. I mean, you're easily talking five trillion people, <laughs> right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No big deal. You could wipe out most armies with five trillion. I men. would think so. I mean, at least, yeah. You could probably take Moscow so in as, the winter. Wait, you could probably that? take Moscow in the winter. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so God, as usual, says to Joshua, don't be afraid just because there's five trillion of them. Mm-hmm. Um, by this time tomorrow, I will hand over all of them to Israel. And I really want to highlight, I feel like sometimes we paraphrase things and... We're missing the true brutality and absolute sadistic mania that God talks like. God's actual quotes are pretty fucking metal. Yeah. In this in this instance, God specifically promises Joshua, you will hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. You're gonna fucking just go out of your way to cut the hamstrings of horses? I mean, maybe that's a metaphor, but fuck, man. I don't think just it is. Crippling why animals wouldn't you just for cut fun? Their, why wouldn't you just say cut their throats? Yeah, what do you, uh, we're just going to brutalize and make them all lame. Okay. I and make guess. them die slowly. Yeah. Don't worry. I will cut their heads off for you. Like, thanks, God. How is the how is PETA out there worried about, like, me eating cheese and they're letting this shit <laughs> uh, That's a good point. Oh, but you're angry that some ducklings were on a fucking calendar, but this is this this, this is okay. Come yeah, out against yeah. the Bible, PETA, like, you cowards. That just gave me a good idea for a PETA, a PETA protest. What you do is like, they're like, oh, do you, oh, you're going to just squeeze on that cow and suck all the milk out of it and make cheese with it? And they're like, would you like it if I did that to you? Do you want me to tug on you until milk comes out? And I'm like, you better not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, okay. uh, I don't know why. Yeah, all right, great. So Joshua and all the people come to fight them by the waters of Maram. Yeah. And again, God just basically uh, runs some cheat codes and delivers them to Israel. Yeah, um, super fucking boring. Honestly. So Joshua did to them as the Lord has told him. He hamstrung the horses and burned their chariots with fire. So yeah, I guess it's not a not an analogy. It's like, don't worry, we're gonna fuck their faces up. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then he's out there dick fucking a bunch of faces, and you're like, oh, I thought, 
I hmm. thought we were kind of just being exaggeratory. We're actually pulling our dicks out, huh? Okay. All right. Yeah, get on board. Yeah. We are literally grabbing horses and cutting their legs so that their hamstrings don't work. Interesting. Okay. Good use of our time. Fine. Maybe it's safer to do that than to cut a horse's throat. Because a horse will fucking fight you, dude. Have you ever fought a horse? Uh, well, you've ran from a mule. I've, I've fought a donkey once. So I don't know. If, I don't know if it stands. I so can get the shit out of a fucking donkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a horse, though. Yeah. They're fighters. So you come at it from behind. You're totally safe. A horse can't attack you if you're behind. Yeah, it. that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an uncle. That's I've what, never had an uncle get turned straight retarded by a horse from behind. I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Never happened anyway. But anyway. Um, uh, so, again, same shit. These idiots charge them on the field. Joshua crushes them. God crushes them. And then it's time for some fucking mop up. And they went city to city, utterly destroying them. There was none left breathing. And this one specifically is referencing Hazor. Then he burned Hazor with fire. Badass. So all the cities of those kings and all their kings Joshua took and struck with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed them as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded him. I don't know why they're specifically referencing Moses here. I mean, yeah, that's what they were told to do, but fine. Well, yeah, you know, it was originally Moses' idea or whatever. Um, I wanted to get there. I mean, I think that uh, the callback to Moses here is kind of like when you go down in a blaze of glory, you're going to be like, you know, uh, just like Dylan Roof told me to. I'm like, well, he's already in jail. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair, but, you know, fair enough. spiritually, fair enough. spiritually, he's with you. Uh, so basically, the Bible just affirms that Joshua had died all he was commanded. All the spoil and livestock of the cities, the children of Israel took his booty for uh, booty. I love that they use the word booty uh, for themselves. But they struck every man with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them and they left none breathing. Uh, and that's basically the end of that sort of section of chapter 11. Um, I mean, he just keeps doing that. Uh, my, my Bible's concordance is kind of interesting here. Uh, basically, it states that, like, oh, yeah, they burned everything. Uh, this verse must be understood in the context of the northern campaign. Uh, all these cities were burned. The relative lack of burning and destruction associated with Israel's conquest of Canaan makes it difficult to find archaeological evidence of it. This lack of evidence, coupled with the similarity of Israelite and Canaanite culture, has caused some to reconstruct this period of Israel's Bible, but this is just an unnecessary rejection of biblical authority. Don't don't read that. I'm going to get into that later. Trust me. We're going to wrap okay. up. But just to sum it up, my Bible says, like, yeah, technically there's no evidence of any of this conquest, but to sort of pick at that is just to be a real dick. Like, an yeah, unnecessary is. rejection of biblical authority. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Concordance. Um, um, so basically, it wraps up, right? He goes to Hazor. He goes to all these stupid-ass places. He goes to Sidon. These are all the northern areas. Um, it's a very limited portion of Israel, modern-day Israel, that time Canaan, that you actually see him taking out, and we're going to get to that in a little mm-hmm. bit. The weirdest thing for me is that they go pretty much straight past Shechem for this. Oddly, Shechem would have been one of the biggest settlements, biggest cities, mm-hmm. and more important back in the day. Um, and whenever he, they rededicated, they had the, uh, what, last chapter, I think it was, or last episode, when they talk about the covenant, renewing the covenant, right. and doing their circumcisions. 
Uh, they did that at two mountains that are right by Shechem. So they're right in that area. They walk past Shechem to get to the northern areas where they fought. Never mention it. Uh, until we get to Judges, and suddenly it's just an Israeli town. Interesting. Um, yeah. So the presumption there is that they just kind of won them over, uh, brought them into the herd, whatever. Interesting. Not really sure. But a very, very bizarre place to leave out such an important Especially city. since we specifically Anyways. already talked about Shechem in a story yeah. revolving around circumcision and burning a city to the ground. Or yeah, but Shechem is back, as evidenced later in Judges, just within years of this happening. Um, um, but totally left out. So just finishing up 11, Joshua made war, oh, this is 11-18, uh, Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel except, of course, Gideon, all the others they took in battle. And it's interesting. I wonder, why is peace not offered to anyone? It doesn't really explain because, why. I guess because they're evil. I'll, I'll tell you why from a biblical standpoint, and then later I'll tell you why from a historical standpoint. Oh, okay. Then Bibli- wait until the end of the episode to kind of get into that? or? Well, I'll tell you right now. Biblically, I think it's because... These people are worshippers of a false god, mm-hmm. and they can't trust to have these non-believers brought in. Even if they make them convert and circumcise them, mm-hmm. they're going to have ideas that aren't okay. Right? There's, there's been kind of a. Re- I mean, first of all, the Bible explicitly states that we are that the Jews are to destroy them down to the children, uh, yeah. lest they teach you their pagan ways. And you know, exactly. There's also a reference to the fact that when the Jews left Egypt, that it was a mixed multitude, and that part of, of the reason, yeah, yeah the, some of the Egyptians left with them, some of the other slaves, whatever, a mixed multitude left, and that part of the reason for them getting cast out in the desert for 40 years and all their wickedness and the fucking golden calf incident, incident is because they were interspersed with a bunch of shitheads, non-Jews. Yeah. So it, it might yeah. just be kind of a continuing reaffirmation of the necessity. Of, At least uh, that's the way they write of, it. Of, of racial purity. Um, sure. But and this is, again, we this happens a lot. I wonder what it signifies. But Joshua 11.20, For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might utterly destroy them, that they might receive no mercy but that he might destroy them as the Lord had commanded Moses. So, again, after the fact, after everyone's dead, God's like, by the way, remember all that shit? Remember how they came to their deaths? It's because I made them. I hardened their hearts. They probably wanted peace. They probably would have been cool, but I thought it would be funny if I made them all kill themselves. Yeah, it's basically the way that the American government operates. Like, we want to have a reason to have a military, so sometimes you got to go out, give guns to some uh, insurgents. Right. You know, to, so that they can fight the Russians. Sometimes you got to fly a drone over on, Iranian airspace and then get all pissed when they yeah. shoot it down. You know? huh. Yeah, keeps things interesting. You know, you got to. This is really God hardening their hearts is the creepiest thing. Like the idea that people can read that and not be immediately terrified. That like, oh, this is who I'm going to worship. It, is it's the equivalent else. of like grabbing a sleeping black man and be like, "Stop resisting!" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a big yikes. I felt threatened. So that is... I felt threatened. No. That's what they should have just yelled that. If the Jews had marched up that mountainside, I'd be like, he's got our gun. I feel threatened. Stop resisting. <laughs> they, 
They are fascists, no doubt. Um, so uh, basically, Joshua has destroyed everyone at this point. It says uh, it says he's taken the entire land, just as the Lord had directed Moses. Although, as we'll cover very soon, he hasn't taken the entire land. I don't know why it says. Yeah, that there's here. still a lot of mop up. It's a pretty sloppy operation. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but this is a good. Basically, this is where Joshua was like, "All right, I've done enough." You know, I did my part. I'm tired. I want to sit on my, you know, sit on my butt, enjoy all these conquering things. I've I got done. a whole lot of uh, victims to play with. Yeah, yeah. So he he's uh, now we go into chapter twelve, and it's basically chapter twelve is just a list of everyone that he killed. Uh, well, okay. So Joshua twelve, if, if I may, uh, just as a brief summary, it's just a summary of all the wars that have occurred, and essentially yeah. the handoff. Moses was responsible for the destruction of every city outside of Canaan, the one, the land that was given to Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh. Or was it? Yeah, basically like securing the perimeter. And then once they cross the Jordan and start Uh moving on to Jericho, that kind of marks the beginning of Joshua's campaign. And he's responsible for all the deaths of people inside Israel's territory. Yeah, and there's a list of basically here a couple dozen kings that he took out. We're not going to read those, right? Yeah. So uh, no. No, no, no. My Bible, we are, we've just been talking about, my Bible states that the significance is the destruction of organized resistance. So this is kind of mission, this is like mission accomplished. The Iraqi army's been destroyed. No more problems. This region's secured. It's stable. There's no way there's going to be a fucking... Uh, new army that just comes out from all the destroyed remnants of the army, you know, problem solved. Yeah. Mission accomplished. So yeah. So then there's this list from kind of verse seven. Uh, and it just lists every single King, as we mentioned, every single King that dies. Uh, I just wanted to get into what my concordance says. The list that concludes this chapter is proof of God's faithfulness to his promises (laughs) And amounts to a detailed giving of thanks, naming his blessings one by one. The king of Terza, one by one. The king of Afek, one by one. These victories are also a foreshadowing to us of the final victory that will be Christ's. So, it's the most metal fucking shit I've ever seen. So basically, God's like, remember all those people I killed? Let me list them off so you can remember all the blessings I gave you. All these people that we murdered, the children, the women, these are just precursors to the victory that shall be Christ's. So, it's uh, pretty fun. So, this is what Jesus is going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, just, you I, know, that's just, just, just a little sample. Just a little taste of what God's going to do. This has a shitty fucking take. <laughs> like, honestly, it's like a Tumblr blog, these fucking concordances. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how people can write that and take themselves seriously, but... I guess that's not my problem. Um, here's the thing. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what really happened? Give it to me, baby. I think. So the question is, all right, sure, there's no evidence of a conquering army taking out Canaan. There's no evidence. There's. It's almost objectively fact that there was not an enormous exodus of Israelites from Egypt uh, in 1300 BC. So what? how did they get there, right? I mean, Israelites did definitely end up ruling all of Canaan. Um, that's a thing, you mm-hmm. know. How did they get there if not through these like, means? Like, this is what the How Bible says, conquer? what actually happened, though? Yes. Here is my favorite theory, courtesy of uh, James L. Google Fantastic. in his book, How to Read the Bible. So what scholars have sort of come up with is fascinating. Um, there was a 
discovery in 1887 of these clay tablets called the El Amarna letters. Now, what this was, was a letter written from a Canaanite ruler to the pharaoh in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, very subservient to him. These guys would have been like vassals of Egypt at the time. And he's writing, uh, complaining about a problem they're having. The, what he's complaining about specifically is a group of people known as Apiru. Apiru. I don't know how to say it. Okay. But what Apiru means, it's an Egyptian word initially, and it's just like rabble, uh, marauders, um, you know, that kind of shit. Some Robin Hood bullshit. Oh, I was going to say, just, so, just, just like, those people are like, nobody. Picture the Merry Men. They're the Merry okay. Men. So this Babylonian guy, or sorry, this Canaanite is complaining to a pharaoh, like, hey, we're dealing with these Apiru, which is interestingly, like I said, an Egyptian word. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of what may have happened here is that at some point, a handful of these Apiru escaped Egypt mm-hmm. and ended up in Canaan. What could have happened at that point is that instead of a conquering army, we saw something more like the Russian Revolution. That these were like the Bolsheviks coming into town that didn't like the way the ruling class in Canaan was operating, that they got more and more people to join them. And there's a lot of evidence that uh, the the switch from pagan Canaanites into Israelites was a very gradual thing that could have just been a political revolution. That or, or like Israelites a religious are just one, Canaanites. You know? Yeah. That they had to develop, they, they wanted to not be like the people they were revolutioning against right revolting uh-huh. against they wanted to have their own culture at some point there started to be these new uh, once iron tools came around and and certain like drainage options for farming they started uh growing things in these hill countries and and pig bones start stopped showing up that are in these cities so it's like you start to see them separate themselves living in new areas and slowly Shit, just everyone becomes an Israelite over oh. time. Just a, a, a culture war, basically, instead of a physical war. So as war. opposed to, like, this uh, magical campaign of terror, it might have just been a gradual evolution of people at a time. That sounds like bullshit to me. I think it's more... I, I'm going to go with more Magic Hailstone, to be honest. Well, yeah, you could be right, <laughs> of course. All evidence suggests that you're right, because the only account we have is right here in the old people. <laughs> <laughs> But no, according to archaeologists, there was never any kind of conquering like this. The Bible conveniently leaves out the city of Shechem when it fucking shouldn't. It makes no right. sense um, for it not to even be mentioned in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it seems... I really like that theory that it was instead of like a counterculture type thing. The you Jews know, are like, really it was like basically a bunch punk of hipsters rock. that are like, hey, we're going to start recycling and all these boomers are dying out. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. These are just... They were leftists. I mean, think about how socialist this book's been so far, right? Yeah, you there's know, a lot of taxes and stuff and, and sort of the, the evolution. Yeah. I, I, I was also thinking that it also seems kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe a little bit like, um, what's that church from Game of Thrones? It's a little bit of low-hanging uh, fruit on that, but uh, this the seven-star path or whatever those fucking guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys. Where it's like all of a sudden this church is arising and they've got these charismatic leaders, mayhaps, and you're sort of seeing a religious and political revolution that's slowly starting to topple kings and kind of yeah yeah oh the faith militant those guys yeah Yeah. i mean that that 
could be it that this new ideology raised. I mean, that makes sense, right? That's it's happened a thousand times in human history. I mean, um, I think it's probably pretty fair to say that this Bible, the parts we're re- uh, reading, were not written as they happened. So there's oh, really yeah, no expectation to take it as a literal in any level that it is probably, it has a, probably as much factual basis as like, I don't know, Prometheus stealing fire from Mount Olympus or some shit, you know? No, that, that happened. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I mean, here's the, the problem with that is you're absolutely right, but it'd be great if we could just get everyone to agree. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Stop. Instead of, instead of like, you know, trying to form their fucking political ideology around this goddamn book what's more likely is a very natural evolution of society occurred and then as people were writing their history they uh decided to make it a very convenient one filled with like magic stories of conquest and destruction they're like well how did we get shakim well i guess i could tell a very long story about how like a church gradually gained listeners and followers and then eventually the king got sick one day or i could just say that fucking hail magic hail yeah and uh the same story over and over again about people hearing about Joshua and then just running like idiots to their doom. That's also yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> way cooler. I mean, wait, that's, that's what, uh, cultures would have respected back then, which is why everything in here is so hard to read, hard to stomach. You know, it's so, uh, so gross at this point in, in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, society's not cool with this anymore. So it's really weird that people would still think that they can, uh, conform it to their, to be their religion today, Jesus. No pun intended. Fair enough. Uh, well, that was enough Bible, huh? Well, I'm kind of done with the Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I let me let me let me say this. Mm-hmm. This is the end of cool Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty fucking cool. I I wonder. I mean, you were raised in this shit. How is the conquest of Joshua framed? Um, as faithful warriors going out against all odds and winning these battles, the Friday Night Lights, only because of war. they had faith through God, through faith, anything is possible. You know, all this shit. Because you've heard it. I, I've on. heard it, you but I've this. never heard it in reference to Joshua. You know. Yeah. Well, I only ever hear about always... Jesus. You know, in general, I feel like I feel like the Jews are pretty. I feel like every Jew I've ever talked to. They're big on Moses. They're big on Exodus. They're big on stamping out the Pharaoh. I never really hear them talking about, like, remember that time we destroyed the Amorites? They're like, yeah, it was fucking great. It's a good time all around. Nothing bad about that situation. Well, let me, this maybe will give you a better picture into how I handled it as a kid. Uh, let me sing you a song of my <laughs> Literally. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Now, they don't tell you about all the rape and murder that happened after, but that is literally a song I grew up singing. <laughs> they really should. We should make some new uh, children's songs that can be brought yeah. to church. I, I, I think I think there's a market. That would actually be kind of fun. We could do that as like a side Because project. I'll tell you, if there's any place that Christian culture is lacking, it's their rock music. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Christian rock. It's where it's like, if, if there was ever a market that could get fucking metal, there's not enough Christian metal that's just like, oh, that's when we killed their babies. Like, get into it. A Christian metal that doesn't try to make Christianity sound yeah. good, that tries to make just, it sound just, fucking. I, I think just honest Christian metal would be pretty fucking metal. Yeah, yeah. If it were me, well, but uh, we'll have to do that. 
I don't play any instruments, and you don't either, but maybe we'll just do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a kazoo. Anyway, um, I, uh, what do you think of Joshua thus far? I mean, it's interesting that Joshua doesn't seem to have any of the same problems of Moses. I mean, that could be partly because that generation sucked, this generation's better. Joshua seems like a much more brutal and cut, uh, you know, um, bloodthirsty leader. So I definitely would think, like, Moses is like that, like, teacher that's like, all right, quiet, guys, and everyone's just throwing sticks and stuff. And there's the one teacher that kills people, and you're like, oh, yeah, keep quiet for that guy. Yeah. Joshua, to me, is one of those douchebags. You remember from back in the day, back in school, he's one of those douchebags that think rape and murder is a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Rape, murder, and, and like, like, four bracelets. You're like, yeah, I get it. God damn. Yeah. Like, I ever take off his baseball hat? I mean, what substance does he have other than that? Doesn't really seem like like it. at least Moses. We saw Moses's flaws. We Joshua doesn't fuck up once. You know he's so obviously based on myth, and, and that's another thing Google talks about is how um, unlike some of the other characters, Joshua is definitely more of a mythological uh, creature. Like honestly, I think, and we're gonna come back to him oddly enough. Balaam had more character than Joshua did. Balaam was fucking cool, dude. <laughs> I hate that they killed yeah. him. Yeah, like they're. they're of all the people that we've met, Joshua seems to have the least thought, the least conversations with God. He just is a puppet. He just does whatever God tells him. He shows up at the place. He kills him. No argument, yeah. no discussion. The only things he says are basically recaps of things Moses has already said, right? Whenever he does yeah. talk. I mean, I guess I guess it's kind of interesting because the Joshua in the Pentateuch, Joshua does yeah. poke out in a couple of reasons. Um, he just shows up out of nowhere. And then, you know, he's like, oh, by the way, some people are singing God's praise. Let's kill him. I know we've talked about his kind of zealotry and kind of what yeah, it is. So yeah. It seems kind of interesting that in the Pentateuch, I was like, man, Joshua's kind of a fucking prick. He's a little bit strict. He's a little bit of an asshole. And then once he's in charge, you kind of see that militaristic, no fucks given. We're going to a place. We're killing these guys. I'm not really having a discussion about it, guys. Well, maybe God knew that that's who he needed for this job. <laughs> he needed a, you know, someone without a, a conscience. silent puppet to wage war in the Middle East. That's the best way. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have a, uh, you know, you don't want to have a Nancy-ass uh, President Carter <laughs> when it's time for a Winston Churchill, say, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say, it was like, a, who was that original, that Iranian premier that was in charge of Iran, and then we... Killed him because he was like, we got to start taking control of our oil. And then we killed him and put him in a puppet state. And then that eventually started the Iranian revolution. I can't remember. But, um. Cool shit. Fun shit. Fun shit. They needed a Joshua. Um. Do you have anything else? I feel like that's, I feel like that's an app. That's it. And again, I I was, I alluded to it a moment earlier. I wasn't joking, guys. The rest of this book does suck ass. (laughs) Um. I think we'll be able to bleed through it pretty quick, though. Yeah, let's see. Right? Just. We're going to Joshua the rest of Joshua. So I think last so episode speak. we're going to finish Joshua. I'm trying to see how many. I think we might be able to do all of it Fuck in it, one let's more. just do it. Yeah, I mean, why not? I don't, I don't, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I haven't read it as usual. You'll see. So. You'll see. It's, it's, there ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> High the last couple The last couple chapters do, but the next 10 are nothing. All right. Uh, but it's just, it basically, it's going to divide up the spoils. So anyways, nice. spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> Funny. Um, cool, cool, cool. Anything else on this? I think we're good. What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is at Irrevelations, and our email address is irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Send us something, guys, for the love of Christ. I'm curious, and this is 
this is a little bit meta, but I never, yeah. I never really check our metrics and stuff. That half the time, but uh, what, what, how many countries are we in now? I actually can answer that question, including the United States. We're in twelve countries. Ooh. So now most of them, most of those extra views are from Canada. Fuck those guys. And then a handful from Australia, and Netherlands. And then pretty much every other country where someone has listened to an episode, listened to it once. Oh. So I'm guessing one of you silly fellas was on a world tour <laughs> and just listened to us in Spain, Finland, France, UK, Hungary, and Italy. <laughs> so, I'm surprised. I, I would have thought that uh, nations like that, like Spain, which are just known for their religious fervor, would be all about this. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but spread they're our word, inc- good people. Us. We're, we're, here, we're here to teach you about the Bible. Yeah. Well, the whole world. For the whole world. Do you know what, though? I feel like only the United States really needs us. <laughs> Everyone else already figured this shit out. <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh, good night.